two very important preachers, two significant reservations. In the first reading, Isaiah is being called forth to be a prophet. He's in the presence of God. And what becomes very clear to him is that he is not up to the task. He's not worthy. He is an unclean man living with a people of unclean lips. How can he be the one to bring the message of God to the nation when he himself does not live what he preaches? In the Gospel, we have Peter, overwhelmed at the magnificent catch of fish, recognizing that he too is in the presence of God, and falls on his knees before Jesus and says, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. And yet, both Isaiah and Peter go on to do magnificent and marvelous things. Isaiah, more than likely, is one of the great prophets of the Old Testament, maybe even the greatest in some ways. He preaches to people. He challenges. He prods. He makes it a point to let people know when they are not following the way of God. And it's difficult and challenging. But he remembers an important lesson. If you read the book of the prophet Isaiah, the first half is really the challenge, or at least the first part. The second half is the consolation. The first half is about the not-so-pleasant things that will happen to the people because of their sinfulness. The second part is the consolation that even in sinfulness, we are never abandoned. God is always with us. And so the second part of Isaiah is about that consolation that we are never alone, that God is always with us. Peter has this dramatic experience. He recognizes that his life is broken. But he too, despite his faults, despite his brokenness, will go on to do great things, even at the cost of giving his own life. So that leaves us with a challenge. What is God calling us to do? Who is it that God is calling us to be? What is it that God wants us to do for the church and for him? It can be really difficult. Isaiah really had himself purified by God, but I don't think this was on his plan. Peter was a fisherman. I don't know what his sinfulness was, but I can only imagine that he was a little rough around the edges because that's the way he was even after he found Jesus. It's easy for us to say, oh, I can't do that, or I'm not good at that, or I believe in God as long as I don't really get challenged by God to do anything that I don't want to do. Last week, you heard about the plan in the archdiocese to develop a plan. 
What is at the core of that plan, as I read it, is our need to, in our lives, become evangelizers, to deepen our prayer life, to see that the lack of priests and the lack of people in the pews is a symptom, not a cause. But the cause is that we've lost our way in sharing our faith. And it can't just be this group of people, the priests over here, the sisters there, whatever. It needs to be all of us who can share what God and his mercy has done for us broken people. One of the biggest challenges to giving a homily to preaching is knowing that in my heart, when I'm preaching, there are a lot of times where I'm like Peter. Lord, I'm a sinful man. It's easy to say these things, but you and I both know it's hard to do them. Just like Isaiah, I can look to myself and say, I'm an unclean man. I'm an unclean man living in the midst of an unclean people. Who am I to be standing here to offer a challenge when it's a challenge that I myself fail to live up to? But perhaps it's in that very brokenness that the word becomes effective. Perhaps it's in the admission that we are a sinful people, that we are allowed to bring people into the great relationship with Jesus. It's precisely because God continues to heal us, continues to forgive us, that we ourselves can lay claim to sharing the good news with each other. Most especially, God is calling you and me to be a disciple. To really say to God, to believe it, to mean it, to say to God, I will go wherever you lead me. God, I will do whatever you want me to do. God, I will be whoever it is you want me to be. In a world that is filled with busyness and noise and all kinds of things, God calls us to go into the silence. Peter had listened, probably at some length, to Jesus uh, giving the word of God. Isaiah knew the situation of the people and how bad things were. That enabled their hearts to be ready ready for the great presence of God. Each one of us needs to prepare our hearts to hear the word of God, to find the ways in which God is present in our lives, to seek out what it is that God longs to say to us, allowing God to touch our lips with his amazing grace so that we are ready to say just like Isaiah, here I am, Lord, send me. Like Peter, like Jesus, like Isaiah, we need to place ourselves in an out-of-the-way place, even if that's only mentally. We need to pray. We need to wait in silence for God to say something. We need to listen to his word. We need to celebrate the sacraments not only coming here for Mass, but going to the sacrament of confession 
not because we are going to be beaten up, but rather because we are going to experience the love of God, the mercy of God, the forgiveness of God. Just as he did with Isaiah, God asks, Who shall I send? Let us be like Isaiah and say, Here I am, Lord, send me.